This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sports Radio 610 presents Seth Payne and Sean Pendergast. We come to eighth time. Let's get the work in, man. Let's go. Great day. Great day. Oh, give me some juice, baby. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Happy Thursday to all of you. Nice to be with you. Appreciate you getting up with us. We're with you till 10 a.m. I'm Sean Pendergast. He is Seth Payne. Seth, I think I've got a new thing I'm going to do before every show to get my mind right. I'm just going to I'm just going to find old Will Anderson clips and listen to them. Listen to like two or three before the show and get He's my mind even, right. You know, the, the the great thing about Radio Row is that Will Anderson was there, obviously. Um, but everybody wanted to interview Will Anderson the same way they wanted to interview C.J. Stroud, and all of these interviews keep kind of trickling out. Like the Athletic put this one out. Just yesterday, it popped up in my timeline because I follow Robert Mays from The Athletic. And uh, it was, yeah, you're right. It was, a, it was a nice little gift. It was a little postseason gift that we get that's special to just us Houstonians. Yeah, we'll play some of it a little later on in the show. He's, he's just, he's so good, man. God, what a gift. <laughs> what a gift those the word, You know, the, I was talking to Brandy about it yesterday because I kept saying he's very real, you yeah, know. Yeah. And she said, I think the word you were looking for was authentic. And I was like, happy Valentine's Day to you. How about no I tell kidding. you how to do your job now? Huh? All right? Is that what we're doing? We're doing a little bit of like, oh, you're... Yeah. Your, Valentine's, uh, yeah, your, your Valentine's Day gift was a well, actually, from your <laughs> wife. <laughs> hey, you know, an adult might say he's authentic. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I know. It's probably a better word. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. It's longer, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's bigger. <laughs> um, he's just... Yeah, he's, he's the best. So... Um, We'll have some of that a little later on in the show. Um, I guess the big story yesterday, and I guess probably some of the reason I'm trying to get my mind right heading into the show, man, we can't even have a parade anymore without tragedy uh, going on. The big story yesterday in in Kansas City um, with their uh, their parade, you know, the the videos trickle out like every parade. They're having a blast. Travis Kelsey's drunkenly singing Friends in Low Places. Patrick Mahomes is doing his thing. Um, They're having a great time. And then I kind of get off social media. And I pop back on for a little bit, and I see videos. Actually, James Palmer was the first one I saw, Seth. Mm-hmm. And I saw a video from James Palmer where the caption was, they had us go underneath the stage, and now they're letting us out from underneath the stage, something to that effect, as the crowd disperses. And I'm like, okay, well, something – was it just chaos? Did something happen? Was there a riot? Was – you know what? And it was the worst thing that happened. There was an active shooter at the parade – one person dead. Her name is Lisa Lopez. She's a DJ on the Hispanic, one of the Hispanic stations in Kansas City. 21 others injured. And I get to me, the worst part of it, obviously, the deceased is the worst part. 
But secondarily to that is how many children were involved in this yesterday? Yeah. Nine, at least nine children had gunshot wounds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so just. So, yeah, it was a, a, a horrific scene. And, and apparently it happened uh, just after the final speech of the rally. So it was just things I, I probably were about to disperse. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It was, uh, it was tough. I mean, this, you know, if you guys know this show well enough, this is not, this, our show is not going to turn into a, a, a a back and forth on gun control and things like that. It's just when I when I think of this, I just think of um, obviously how sad it is. I think of I think too like okay, this is the latest in a long line of these. Look here in Houston, I think we felt that yesterday as acutely as any non Kansas City market did because of the Lakewood shootings just a few days ago. I mean that was on that was on Super Bowl Sunday this week. So there was the shootings at, at Lakewood Church. And it just happened so much, and then everybody talks about how the you know that this is just it's turning into white noise, and it happens all the time. I don't know what the solution is to it. I just know it's really sad. And to me, like the scariest thing, Seth, is there were hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people there yesterday, and I don't know how you stop something like this when two people can turn something that has a million people at it into take something that's so glorious, and two people can turn something that has a million people at it into such a tragedy. You know, it's yeah, just it's yeah. tough. Um, so we'll, I like, I'm, I'm guessing there'll be more details that start coming out earlier this morning and, uh, early this morning since uh, it's just a lot of mayhem and confusion and not really a lot of clarity on any of the details. So without trying to fill in the spaces with misinformation, uh, we'll try to try to keep you guys updated. Yep. 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 They apprehended two people. Um, including one, the video that was circulating three, of a couple yeah, of civilians. People, was it was it three? It was three people apprehended. Yeah, and one of which was just t- tackled by civilians. So, yeah. and, and it at least according to most of the the articles that were out late last night, um, yeah, it wasn't clear exactly. You know, well, yeah, okay, yeah, that if that all three were involved in the shooting or not. As far as actual stuff from the parade, so as Seth said, we'll keep you guys updated as 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 things trickle out on the uh, just sad sad stuff yesterday. Um, but as far as the parade itself, prior to the uh, prior to the sadness, a um, couple of things. I think to the to me the two biggest things that were making the rounds that um, that I either had a chuckle at or um, were somehow applied to the Texans. I'll start with the first one. It seems like every time there's a champion, a world champion, the everyone doubted us thing is a is a theme. Everybody yeah. doubted us. Nobody yeah. believed in us. Uh-huh. And yet so many favorites go on to win championships in all these sports, and yet nobody believed in any of these favorites. Um, Patrick Mahomes yesterday went with the everyone doubted us. I'm not mad at Patrick Mahomes for this. Kansas City, let me hear you one time! Man, what a year to battle through the adversity, to continue to go, to go for that championship. They all doubted us. I don't want to hear any different, but you know who came through in the end. That's the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, noted orator Patrick Mahomes. Um, that was pretty good. That, was, that, wasn't, he, ba- that wasn't bad. Yeah. He looked like he'd been practicing a little bit. Yeah. I um, be, uh, like he'd, uh, he'd just, I, I'm watching the Iron Claw, that wrestling movie about the Von Erich brothers. Yeah. And I can see the one brother, the one brother was gifted at the, at the promos and everything. On the mic. Yeah. 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 I feel like, I feel like he was watching that movie on the plane on the way home or something. Um, I, I'm going to give Patrick Mahomes a pass for this. Uh, I did. I do think a lot of people doubted them both during yeah. the regular season. I, yeah. I'll remind you once again, 40% of Texan fans polled on a Sean Pendergast Twitter poll Wanted yeah. the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City as their wild card round opponent. 
That's true. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah, I don't know about the everybody doubted this part. I mean, in the Super Bowl itself, even though Vegas had them as underdogs, the the the, the majority of the public placed their bets on the Chiefs. That's true. Not? Yeah, in the yeah. Super Bowl, you're right. I, I'm looking at it more as the I'm looking at it more as a a, a long play in the doubt because they were doubting. Yeah, there, quite oh, a no, bit. no, and yeah, there was definitely doubt. Yeah. and there should be. Like that's the whole thing. I mean, if you're uh, like if you you got to put a chip on your shoulder any way you can, but if you're gonna sit down and have an actual conversation with Pat Mahomes about whether or not people should have doubted him, I would guess honestly, you you give him five minutes in a room with Sean Pendergast and he's gonna concede. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, sure, everybody should have doubted us. We were yeah. like 500 down the stretch. Yeah. We didn't look anything like ourselves. You know, we, we needed Mecole Hardman to be the hero in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Mecole Hardman couldn't sniff the football in, 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 with the New York Jets unless they were playing the Texans. Yeah. Jets cast off Mecole Hardman. Did yeah. Mecole Hardman have a couple versus the Texans? I don't know. That was fairly late in the season they played. I don't oh, know no, we're, I'm thinking Randall Cobb. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another janky ass receiver who didn't do, do anything all year. That was his only touchdown all year long. Yeah, great. <laughs> um, so I'm giving everybody the, doubted the t- everybody doubted the the Jets too, Sean. They did, they did, and ten times they were right this year. Um, so I, I'm giving Mahomes a pass. I do think that this was a of all the Kansas City teams that have had parades so far, uh, this was the one that was the most doubted. Now, as far as a Texans tie to this. I think there's a lot of Texan fans that would like Chris Jones on the team, right, Seth? And forget, oh, yeah, yeah, forget about for the sure. pr- Forget about the price tag. Like, just empirically in a side. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, you yeah, got to no, love and Chris I'm, look, I'm, look uh, that's where, for me, the price tag and everything else that goes into it is what makes me skeptical of signing Chris Jones. Yeah. He is a guy that his very best years have been these last two years when he's been up for a contract both times. Mm-hmm. And um, I get nervous about guys like sure. that. It's a, it's not, it's not, some guys kind of developed over the course of four years and then it's, it makes sense that that's their best year. Where with Chris Jones, it does, it feels a whole lot like a guy who's super motivated when there's a contract on the line. I worry what it's going to be like after the contract. Comes. Well, you might not have to worry because it sounds like according to, if we're going to hold Chris Jones to possibly drunken words screamed into a microphone at a pep rally. Yeah. Then it looks like if we're going to treat that as if it's a verbal contract, it looks like Chris Jones is not going anywhere. This was Chris Jones, Chiefs defensive tackle, all pro, yesterday at the parade. I need three of those things, baby. We ain't done yet. We ain't done yet. Kansas City, we will be back here next year. And for those who want Chris Jones go, I ain't going nowhere, baby. Three P. We are world champions again. Woo! He's not going anywhere, baby. Yeah. I wonder if Brett nobody Veach, ever. the GM, was standing right there. Oh, no, you, you nobody care? in the middle of a celebration, while possibly under the influence of yeah. alcohol, has ever made a promise that they don't keep. That'd be great if Brett Veach was standing there, the GM of the Chiefs, and he just pulls out a contract right there. Well, why not? You say you're going to be here. Why not just sign right here? Just yeah. put your old John Hancock at the bottom of this piece of paper, and we can... We can we can uh, we can put this baby to bed. Um, Chris Jones' agent, by the way, on uh, on X dot com chimed in. He said, "Cut up, cut them off, bartenders. Too much." <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> who's, his, who's his agent? I yeah, like his agent guy. losing leverage. Um, Chris Jones, Michael Katz. Okay, <laughs> I like this guy. <laughs> That's what if. I could see Andy Reid, uh, like underneath the bleachers, uh, signing, uh, signing, getting Chris Jones to sign a deal while yes. he's drunk. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Um, 
I that feels Chris Jones feels like one of those things, Seth, to your point. He's gonna be worth to the Chiefs, it's worth more for them to pay thirty million dollars to Chris Jones than it is some other team to pay Chris Jones thirty million bucks. You know what I mean? Yeah, There's something to keep are, in the band together for them, probably. I'll, I'll tell you what, you know, not that they would do it like in the, you know, in the in the drunken stupor after the Super Bowl, but the buzz of a Super Bowl victory has once before led Pat Mahomes to sign a very team-friendly contract. Even mm-hmm. though it was a, a $500 million contract, it was very team-friendly. Yeah. And I think that this is another instance where, all right, if it's time for Pat Mahomes to get a new deal and to also spread that money out a little bit and give them more room. And the, and the Chiefs aren't in, the Chiefs have done a couple things over the last couple of years, like, like getting rid of Tyreek Hill to help, to help sustain things and to sustain success. They have cap space. They've yeah. got $24 million in cap space. So you can spend on keeping Chris Jones, and weirdly you can say, well, and maybe they can finally help the offense out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Although, I mean, that's what, I mean, the Patriots, the Patriots did it for years not really spending on offense. No. And, and just, you know, their splurges tended to be on defense, and because they had Tom Brady – they figured out a way to make it work. If I had to guess what type of team the Texans are going to be when it comes time to manage C.J. Stroud's cap number, I think they're going to be a team that if they have to pick a side of the ball, especially if D'Amico Ryans is still the head coach, they're going to invest on the defensive side of the ball, and C.J. Stroud is going to be viewed as a quarterback that raises the level of other guys, that can acclimate younger, cheaper wide receivers into a mix. Well, and this is the key. This is the key. I I think when it comes to getting a quarterback that kind of – helps the team cap wise and what have you, there needs to be a lot of trust between the quarterback and the coach. Bingo. Like Tom Brady and, and Bill Belichick, like obviously there's another article out yesterday that, uh, you know, shows how it, they'd kind of worn each other Deteriorated, out. Deteriorated. Yeah. But for 20 years, Brady trusted that that organization was going to put a really good team around him. And I think likewise, Pat Mahomes trusts Andy Reid and trusts the organization yep. and guys are willing to do that. There are a lot of other quarterbacks in the league that I think, in that same situation, might be willing to, to take less money. But they're in places where they're kind of like, uh, like the extreme example is Aaron Rodgers with the, the Packers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and I don't think it's that way with uh, – so hopefully C.J. Stroud's got a Super Bowl. Um, you know, the, the ideal timing would be for C.J. Stroud to uh, – okay, we got to go. Yeah, 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 we got to bounce. Uh, all right, Payne and, Pender, okay. Payne and Pendergast with you, Sports Radio 610 on a, uh, on a Thursday. And let's circle over to the Astros. Uh, Justin Verlander, we heard from Verlander yesterday. What is our level of concern after hearing from Joe Espada and Dana Brown on Justin Verlander's shoulder injury? That is next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Um, for those wondering, uh, what did I end up cooking for Valentine's dinner last night? Spaghetti. Spaghetti and meatballs. Went with something easy. It was tasty. Ah, Served its purpose. I did, I did an easy thing, too. I did uh, steak. Nice. Steak and, and green beans. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have any asparagus. Yeah. I uh, I went spaghetti and meatballs, a little salad, a little uh, toasty bread. I bought a cake. I didn't oh. bake a cake, but I bought a small cake. Oh, that's a good idea. Did yeah. you have uh, like? Did you have garlic bread? Uh, we didn't, we didn't have, uh, yeah, no, I wish, I wish. I, I, I you didn't. live across from a grocery store. I know, I know, and I went there twice <laughs> yesterday. <and I> still... <laughs> no, that's good. You, uh, you showed care and consideration. Well, how, you didn't, you didn't make the meatballs. No, no, I got those okay. at Whole Foods, yeah. Yeah. But they, I, uh, I, I sauteed them though. They weren't pre-made. They were pre, they were pre-balled up, but they were in Oh, the, you had to actually cook them? Though? Yes, they were in the oh, meat. They were, okay. they were already, they were ground beef. They were already made into balls. Oh, okay. Oh, no, that's good. Though. Yeah. <laughs> I like your hand sign for balls. Balls. Okay. <laughs> hey, balls on the YouTube. Hey, I served us it. some balls. Balls. So, yeah. On YouTube. <laughs> it was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for the Twitch. <laughs> Cooking meatballs is tricky. Yeah, if man. If you're not baking them, you know? You just yeah. saute them. You got to get them just and right. It's a, and meatballs, it's tricky because sometimes it's still... They're kind of pink on the inside, even when they're fully yeah. cooked. It's, uh, it's yeah. tricky when your wife's not standing over your shoulder helping you do it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's romantic, Lady in the Tramp. Uh, yeah, we did. Spaghetti. We, sp- we spent a lot of the time each at one end of a long noodle, uh, just staring at each other. <laughs> Lady in the Tramp I Valentine's I bet you Day. did. Yeah, long noodle. I bet That's you what we did. Call that. Yeah. All right, let's get to Justin Verlander. Here's Justin Verlander. We heard this. We, we saw this news yesterday, talked about it. Here is the audio, Justin Verlander talking about an early hiccup that he's had in getting ready for the 2024 season. I'm a little bit behind schedule right now. I had a little hiccup early on that's resolved itself, but I have to be really cautious with how I'm building up. I guess my body doesn't respond the same at 40 as it does at 25. So, you know, I'm a couple weeks behind. So I think all that thought going into those conversations will will play into that. So, I mean, um, that all makes sense to me. Yeah, I think, I, that, I think the key here is... The, the way I was reading the news, or at least internalizing it yesterday, Seth, because it came down while you and I are doing a show, and yeah. so you glance at it, and you, you're, you're not fully grasping the nuance of it, is that whatever it was he was dealing with is done now. Like, he's not dealing with it anymore, the shoulder soreness. It's just, he's got a routine. Yeah. I would imagine the routine, when you get north of the age of 40, gets even more regimen-driven, strict, you know, sticking to steps in the process of getting ready for the season. And he's a couple of weeks behind right now. He's a couple well, weeks I, behind in that process. That I mean, and it served him well being so meticulous when he came back from Tommy John surgery or whatever. Remember, it wasn't specifically the same as UCL. Whatever technicality they were trying to sell for a while there. When he came back from surgery the first time, 
he ended up being a few days late from opening day, and it was all known well in advance. But in that instance, he said, hey, I know my body really well. We're going to stick to this schedule. We know that this is what works. I, it feels like now it's acknowledgement that, yeah, a couple years later, maybe the same schedule for various things doesn't work, and i got to stretch things out a little bit. I, I think where it would be interesting headed into the season, assuming that he's healthy within the first couple weeks of the season, is – you know, is he a, is he a little less married to wanting regularity in his schedule? You know, is he is he way more open to going on the sixth day? And 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 this is where I, I think it's going to be a lot of the same as it was last year for Espada. The challenge as a manager is going to be okay. We've got plenty of names that we like in this starting pitching lineup. It's just exactly how do we shuffle them in and out while keeping them sharp and at the same time giving these guys rest and dealing with various injuries, not to mention the reintroduction of Lance McCullers and um, and Luis Garcia at yep. some point. It's going to be – I like – Espada's going to buck – he's got to buckle up because you know how Astros fans are, like any other fans in the world. He's not going to handle it the right way. No matter how perfectly he handles well, it, Espada will not receive approval for shuffling pitchers around and having to deal with haphazard availability. Unless they're winning. Like, if they're winning, then That's all is fine. Point. Unless yeah. they're winning. Unless... Uh, uh. No, I, I get it. It's not going to be perfect. There will be naysayers out there. But, I, like, I mean, there were loud drum beats last year when Dusty was doing things. I, if, yeah. they're, if they're winning, I think it'll be okay. But, he, yeah, you, I think you're dead on, Seth, as far as the challenge goes for a, a first-time manager, first-time MLB manager. Um, and we should point out, J.P. France is dealing with something similar right now. He's a couple weeks behind because he wasn't feeling quite right during his routine in the offseason. He is throwing now, but he, like Verlander, are, they're a couple weeks behind. Why? And we're going to get to Espada and Brown here on JV in just a second, but just to build off of what you were talking about for a second there, Seth, the reason why this is such a challenge for Joe Espada having Verlander and France be behind in their prep for the season and and not knowing what all the rest of the starting pitchers exactly are right now heading into the season. Um, they play, they open with 20 games, the Astros do, in 21 days, and then they have 22 games in 23 days starting on April 30th. So they've got two long patches of schedule yeah. With very few off days. So their depth in the rotation, you know, so the thinking is there's going to be a large swaths of the beginning of the season where they'll probably have to go with a six man rotation, possibly. Mm -hmm. um, and so the depth is going to get tested. And Joe Espada, to your point, his feel of what the right thing to do is, is going to get tested. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and, and along the way, too, I think, you know, when we talk about trying to figure out exactly who guys are you think naturally about hunter brown you think about jp france uh, you, you think about how are these guys um, you know christian javier still as a last year as his first time named full-time starter going into the season you have questions about just how much he can handle that i i think sometimes i you need to step back and look at framber too and realize that before 2022 he had never pitched more than 134 innings in a season and he goes in that first all-star season. He's magnificent. He pitches 201 innings. Um, and then the next year isn't, isn't quite the same. You know, he's like, he doesn't, doesn't have that 2.82 ERA, but he's, he's just as good in a lot of respects as he ever was. His whip was just as good as it ever was. Um, it's just that this is like now going into his third year is a genuine bona fide full-time starter where you hope to get a couple hundred innings out of him. I'm, I'm optimistic that a lot of last year, 
was a combination of just getting that first like full second season after his All Star year combined with the pitch clock and the new rules with uh, for for runners on base and all of that that it was just a bit much for a guy that really needs to have his mental routine down pat. Yeah. I, I, I trust that he spent hours. I, I trust that he went to some kind of retreat with his sports psychologist, you do? Sean. Yes. Okay. Yes. I hope so. And he's going to be just, he's going to be dialed in and focused. Boom. Um, here is, uh, here's Joe Espada. Let's hear from the manager and the general manager. What's their concern level over Justin Verlander being behind heading into the season? Here's you know Joe what? Espada. I, I'm not. And just because the way he's been, you know, our conversations, he's not giving me a reason to be but again, he's behind, and I trust JV's judgment, and our job is just to make sure that he's ready and help us throughout the season. So JV's cool with it. Joe Espada's cool with it. He's taking Verlander's word for it. Here's Dana Brown on Justin Verlander. No, I mean, just some shoulder information. I think he's going to be fine. He's actually playing catch still. So at the end of the day, you know, some of these guys, when they get ramped up, you know, they feel a little soreness or whatever it is, and um, I think he's going to be fine. I'm, I'm not concerned at all. Okay. So uh, they're He's just not concerned uh, at all, Sean. Yeah, nothing to see here. Yeah, just a little shoulder inflammation. So what you're whining about? Just your 40 year old pitcher having <laughs> I shoulder inflammation. I gotta stop. Okay? I gotta stop whining. Everything's gonna be just fine. I know. I know. The GM and the manager just told me. I I do I do <clears throat> genuinely feel like I, I feel pretty good about a lot of the pitchers having a bounce back year, um, in just that natural human nature element of of. Feeling probably like okay, they took a little bit of a step back in terms of what they thought of themselves and having a chip on their shoulder. Yeah, it's just it's it's hard. It's really hard. This is why it's so hard to maintain dynasties because there are ebbs and flows and and motivation ebbs and flows and luck ebbs and flows and injury status and all of that. But I do think like the collective whole. This is a team that. They they had a bad taste in their mouth at the end of the season. They couldn't win a damn game at home. Well, and you lose to it. You lose to an true. in-state rival. Like there's a lot of stuff to be po'd about from last year, and not in a way that I'm like, oh, these bums or anything. But I think that they themselves individually are going to be hyper motivated to avenge. Oh no, I I think that's one of the most intriguing thing about the season, Seth, is the Astros yeah. being the hunter instead of the hunted. Especially yeah. when the, especially when the the team they're hunting is in their division, they're going to face yeah. them 13 times in the regular season. Um they're presumably going to be in a chase with each other for the division. I it's totally it's wildly intriguing. I I think when it comes to the pitchers, I think from a mentality standpoint, you're absolutely right. I guess my concern is that You've got Verlander, who's who's your you know on paper ace. We'll just call it. He's forty one, and then you've got a whole slew of young guys who are all within the last year or two have gone into uncharted territory in terms of their usage. You know, like yeah. Hunter Brown and JP France just sailing past the number of innings they're used to pitching in a season, and then not yeah. pitching well down the stretch. Javier, similarly, um, even Fromber, if you take it as a two year thing, like you just did, you know, before the season where he had all those quality starts in a row, would you say it was 134 innings was the most he pitched? And now all of a sudden he's a 200-inning guy. He's leading the league in innings pitched. Yeah. Over the past couple of years, you've had a lot of these guys, young guys, who have who have either sailed past where they're normally pitching and or have suffered injuries by doing so. Like Luis <laughs> right, Garcia, right. you know, uh, Jose Urquidy missing a ton of last year with, with soft tissue type stuff. You know the you know what happened yesterday because of this little revelation about Verlander's injury status. 
is that at least I did, and I didn't see a lot written about Yiner Diaz. You know that you've got you've got you've got a brand new starting pitcher that we all agitated to see more of last year. And when pitchers and catchers report, Yiner Diaz is actually going to be the focal point in a lot of ways this season. Because as much as as annoying as annoying as I got with both myself and others acting like Maldonado was some kind of uh, pitcher whisperer that oh. I'm going to pay Verlander $30 million a year, but he's got to have this super special yeah. old man catcher behind him uh, or uh, catching for him. He's got to, yeah, sure, we'll pay that guy a bunch of money, but only with, with old man Maldonado back there. All right, no. You, you got good pitchers, then they can deal with Yiner Diaz, and Yiner Diaz uh, can get up to speed right quick, okay, and along with some contributions at the plate. It is kind of funny with Yiner. Like, you read, you know, there's a ton of pieces out right now with pitchers and catchers reporting like five storylines for the Astros heading into the season. Three storylines, four biggest questions with the Astros, and I read all of them, right? Yeah. Um, and Yiner Diaz is front and center in a lot of those in some way, and it's just funny to read like what Yiner's off season. Like most young players, even ones as good at the plate as Yiner, like they're working on something at the plate. You know, I'm working on going the other way against certain pitches, or I'm working on my power, or I'm working on this or that. You know, something physical. Uh, Yiner has been working on his assertiveness. <laughs> you know, Yiner has been working on communicating <laughs> with Framber Valdez and Justin Verlander. Like, Yiner is, you know what I mean? Like, it's, is, assertive, is that the right way to frame it? Is I, that, I, I uh, mean, that I, he's I, been working on his assertiveness? I, like, has he been getting coaching on, like, how to say things more I don't know personally? if he's been getting coaching on it, but one of the, I've read a couple articles that have been saying, like, he realizes he's not the same type of personality Maldonado is. Yeah, yeah. You know, I guess, you he's know a what? much You're, quieter guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I guess that yeah, the yeah, you're right. Assertiveness is the way. The I I, I guess when you put it that simply, that <laughs> it just sounds bad. Don't when well actually me on assertiveness, sense. Brandy. Like, All right. What's that? Yeah, <laughs> it's assertiveness. <laughs> I don't I don't like it when you sum it up that way because it makes me nervous. Like like he's gonna Why? go out to the he's gonna take a mound visit and be like you know I just uh I just I don't know I feel like. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I, I make a call and you shake it off. That's kind of. That's I'm not. I'm not going to lie. That's kind of how the articles read. Like he's just super quiet and he's kicking know? the dirt. Just yeah. kind of be like, oh, yeah. I don't know. I just I, sometimes I feel like maybe there's other options. Yeah, yeah. Like in these pitches that we're that I'm calling for. Yeah. Curveball, maybe, maybe. <laughs> Just a suggestion. Hey, what would you think? Just, just crazy. Just I'm not even just like, you know, maybe if you're into it, maybe a curveball. What do you think? And meanwhile, the pitchers are like, bro, we got 15 seconds to call this pitch. Call the damn pitch. You know there's a clock, right? He's, he's hitting. I'm going to I'm gonna put, I'm going to type in three options onto my pitch com. Oh, my God. So, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. Just choose choose one of those the options, one. okay? Just let Whichever me know. one's best for you. Just let me know what's coming. Okay? Yeah. Just let me know what's coming. He'd All be right. good with Granky. He needs Granky out there calling out the pitches <laughs> to <Yeah, you're> him. Granky. <laughs> All right. Payne and Pendergast with you on a, uh, on a Thursday. Great to have you with us. Appreciate you tuning in here on a Thursday morning. All right. We'll get to, uh, we'll get to headlines. The uh, Kansas City parade yesterday. Um, some stuff happening there. Not great. Astro Spring training. We talked about Verlander. Something happened yesterday as well as far as the pitching staff goes. Clarity is a big thing. Rockets lose last night. We'll get to all of it in headlines. That is coming up next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast with today's headlines. All right, we um, start with today's headline. The big headline yesterday was the uh, Super Bowl parade in Kansas City. Uh, A few hours of celebration turned into tragedy at the end when a couple of shooters, uh, active shooters at the parade, uh, injured 21 people and killed a local DJ on their Hispanic station there by the name of Lisa Lopez. She was killed. Um, they've, they've apprehended suspects in Kansas city. We're keeping an eye on it. I it's, it's a huge, you know, it's obviously it's a major tragedy um, marring what was a, a massive celebration for, uh, for the Kansas city Chiefs. So we're keeping an eye on that one for you throughout the morning. If any new news comes up relative to that, as far as headlines in the sporting world go, uh, Astros spring training, we just finished up talking about the Justin Verlander shoulder soreness that has set him back. He's not suffering from it anymore, but it interrupted or disrupted his routine leading into spring training. So he's a couple weeks behind. The other thing that happened yesterday at Astros spring training, Seth, is something that you had been talking about yesterday. Joe Espada, when asked who the closer is going to be, he has named a closer. Yesterday in my office, and uh, when both pitchers are available, Hader will pitch the ninth inning. How, how did that meeting go? For uh... it, it went well. I, I think both guys want the best for this team. Um, I think the ultimate goal is to hold that trophy uh, at the end of the year, and both guys were, were on board. All right, so he said it right there, Seth. If both yeah. guys are available for the ninth inning, Hader is the guy who's pitching. Yeah, and um, look, I think that it, probably looking at it objectively, um, I'd always been a staunch Ryan Presley defender, and uh, in, in many ways, because I felt that back when you know when he's an All Star and when he's very very effective, some people have objections to him just because he doesn't look like uh, a guy, a classic closer that comes in and throws 101 miles per hour and like, oh my god, every all the villagers are running in fear. And, but like last year, there was a drop, and and I think some of that just comes with age and what have you. So it makes sense, and I think that Presley's. Presley's got enough perspective on things to see, uh, like the value of just winning baseball games and and being on a on a good staff. So I, I would imagine this isn't going to be a whole lot of. Drama. I hope not. We we haven't heard from him yet. Remember they had that. They had the. Uh, there was some event going on with the Astros. It might have been their caravan or something like that, or maybe like a you know some season opening thing 
where yeah. there were a ton of players there who did media, and Ryan Presley did not do media, and it was yeah. right after the Hater signing. So I mean, yeah, yeah, it's tough. I mean, the part of it though too, even as I say he's okay with it, I'm guessing he's maybe okay is not the right word. He understands it. I mean, he's going to be 35 years old this year. Yeah, and it's it's still a it's still a blow to your ego and your pride. It's a demotion. You know? There's no other yeah, way to put it. You've been demoted. Yeah, and showing up and talking about yes. it. To the media and everything is uh, it's a little bit of an obstacle. So yeah. part of that is just the, the the aging of an athlete. And and honestly, though, maybe he ends up really kind of enjoying this year as a 35 year old pitcher on a very very good baseball team, being able to be used even a little bit more judiciously, and and maybe recaptures some of what he had lost last year. I think it's safe to say this. I mean, they're paying Hater 19 million a year for the next five yeah. years. This will be Presley's last year with the Astros. I think it's safe to assume. I mean, he makes fourteen million bucks. They they are they are really really expended in terms of just proportionally on the back end here with the bullpen. They've got a nineteen million dollar closer. They've got a fourteen million dollar setup guy now. They've got Rafael Montero sitting there making eleven million bucks. Who's going to pitch what the sixth inning? I guess you know because yeah. you got Brian Abreu there. Thankfully, Abreu is under two million bucks because he's he's a young player. All right, let me ask you this: Does Ryan Presley? I don't know what the M.O. is for this. If you're an eighth-inning pitcher, do you get entrance music? I feel like entrance music is reserved just for closers. Because Ryan Presley's had a pretty extravagant entrance when he comes in at Minute Maid Park with the, the lighting and the Johnny Cash and everything else. Does he still get that in the eighth inning? I, I don't I don't know. I, I don't think so. I mean, I'm kind of being jokey a, here, but oh, I, yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, right. I'm not looking for a serious answer. This feels like a, one of those things where there's like a like there's a hardcore. Okay, no, I doubt it. Then all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, Sean, you know I defer to you when it comes to the actual customs. Would of you, if you were in so charge, you, <laughs> if you were in charge of entrances, would you allow a setup yeah. guy to have an entrance? Oh. Uh, I would. Okay. I think I would. I would allow every reliever to have an entrance yeah. if it was at the beginning of an inning. Yeah. I, I would a hundred percent. I think there needs to be more of that. I, give me more Savannah Banana type material. Give me, give me all the entertainment, all the gusto. I yes. like it. Okay, this. Is I where, think starters should have entrance music. This is where I. I think every. I think people in society should have entrance music. I would yeah. like to have entrance music when I walk into Parker's office after the Parker. If you're listening, I would like entrance music when I walk into your office after the show. That what would like my the, entrance uh, music the be? The Family Guy episode where Peter Griffin wanted his own personal theme music. Yes, and it was because uh, <laughs> he had a he had a genie. Uh, so then at one point he he wished that he had no. Somebody said he was going to break every bone in his body, so he wished that he had no bones. <laughs> he <laughs> looks he like he has no bones. Yeah. <laughs> um, good. That was the right answer, by the way, Seth. But yes. Okay. You should have. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm watching this Iron Claw movie. That's I can tell. Yeah. The Von Eric uh, Von Erickson brothers. Von Eric. Von Erich brothers, yeah. okay. What a weird family. I don't want to be a... I don't want... <laughs> what a strange, strange okay, family. Okay, let me just ask you something. You haven't watched yeah. the whole thing yet. No, I, I'm guessing it gets weirder. Is, yeah. is David still... Uh, spoiler alert. Is David still alive? That's... What the... F- Dude, that's about... So you've been... Okay. Yes! What the hell, okay, man? Well, I thought you Wait, knew... Honestly, the- what the hell? Honestly, honestly, what the hell? Okay, I bad. just... Dude, all right, a slime ball, whatever award. It was a like, what ball. the hell? It was a slime ball award. I just it. told you during the break that I, I was at you, the point in the I, movie I you, when when they had just revealed something to David. I so you, they like, yeah, thought, yeah, thought, he's still okay, alive. I thought you knew that. The hell? I thought you knew that. I'm sorry. <laughs> you don't say spoiler alert and then. <laughs> 
All right. <laughs> Seth's so mad at me now. <laughs> I can tell. Look, I can tell they're setting it up. In the very in the beginning of the movie, right yeah. from the from the get go, yeah. So this is not a spoiler. You, you can tell that okay, there's going to be some tragedy in yeah, this movie. Yeah, my bad. They talk about how I, I thought, family I, curse I, I, and everything. Yeah, like, thank I, you for allowing was, me to know exactly. I, I how was oper- I was operating. Uh, I thought you had like a general like working knowledge of what the movie was. No, about. I didn't even know what their name was. I watched I, half of the movie I, yeah, and I don't know yeah. if it's Von Eric or Von Erickson. Yeah, yeah. Do you think I remember details about in which order people died in this damn no, thing? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm sorry that I asked the question about Ryan Presley in the eighth inning entrance music because that He's all led to this. Too. That all led to this. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the theatrics, though, I, I know you have an appreciation for the, the theatrics. theatrics. Yes, yes, and dude. Drama, I'm so. I, I, I'm going to say this publicly on the air. I am so sorry. I just did that. <laughs> I feel terrible. If you guys haven't watched the movie yet. Don't worry. Don't there text. are a lot of names to keep track of. Yeah. There are multiple brothers. Just remember, I'm going to say this right now to clean your head out. Jim, John, Carrie, David, uh, Kevin, Paul, Cassandra, Jim, <laughs> Doug, all that. There you go. Now you don't even remember which what, what name Sean said that the, may have died or the, may, the, not, there you go. may not have died. There you go. And I don't even think the movie's past the statute of limitations where I can be doing that either. It's like still hey, I'm watching. Theater. I'm watching still Alexander the Great too. You want me to? Yeah. You want to? You want to divulge anything about that? He dies. I just want you yeah. to know he eventually dies. How about Alexander this Titanic flick that I've been working it my sinks. way through? What it happens? sinks. They all die. Most of them, except the chick that's the narrator for it. They all I do die. wish I, I kind of wish I was one of those people that didn't realize that the Titanic was based on a, uh, a true a story. story. Well, there were there were people that didn't realize it was based on a true story. <laughs> I, I'd like to be that ignorant going through life in general these days. Uh, well, I was, I was talking was... with one of our listeners about how life is speeding up, and we have these you know the situation like the Kansas City parade. Have, yeah, it, sometimes I just wish I were completely escape. And totally I know, about I know, yeah. I know. Why well, the? Um, have you seen the documentary American Nightmare? I think I've asked you this. The one wow, that, what's that? What's it about? It's the one where it's a true story about this couple where people thought they were hoaxing. They thought this couple was hoaxing everybody about a kidnapping, like to the point where they thought oh, yeah. they were imitating yeah, yeah, Gone yeah. Girl. Yeah. yeah. Why? Well, yeah. I, I didn't know about any of that story going in, so I was kind of watching that like these Titanic people. Like, oh, yeah. What and happens. I caught up on it afterwards, and I felt kind of dumb because it was a pretty big story. Yeah. 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 No. I go. I've gone on a news diet intentionally, and I feel like I've gone a little too far. No. I'm like, diet. wow. CNN had this whole thing, and Fox News. Boy, I yeah. must not have been watching the news very much in 2015. <laughs> I do so. I do a really good job of ignoring because at various places, wherever wherever I am, there's either Fox News or CNN on, yeah. and I try to ignore all of it 100 percent completely. Yeah, uh, especially Same. like I I've told you before, there's no place I hate being more than in a uh, at a hotel breakfast buffet yeah. with either of the the big cable news stations. Yeah. On. <laughs> Why can't we have Peppa Pig or something on here? I look around and I see all different peoples at different political parties, races, and ethnicities yes. getting together to have breakfast together. And like, oh, here's something divisive. Yeah, right. <laughs> Why can't we just put SpongeBob on? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Um, Rockets lose last night, 121-113 to the Memphis Grizzlies. Jalen Green, total non-factor. Um, but feel free to shout from the rooftops when he scores 35 points in a loss next next week after the All-Star break. Uh, Green stands out there. Rockets now 1-6 without Fred Van Vliet. They're sitting right now. I'm looking at the hey, Did they ever allow Jalen Green back into the game, by the way? He played uh, 22 minutes. First. I went to bed in the second half of this game. Okay. He played 22 minutes, so yeah. probably not. Um, probably not. Uh, the Rockets are sitting at the 12 seed right now. We'll kind of know their fate. 
by a week or two after the break. They open the All-Star break at New Orleans, and then they play five straight games against either Phoenix or OKC. Um, those are all playoff teams right now. You know, The worst of those three teams is the Pelicans, who are a six seed. Phoenix is the five seed. They play three games against them and two against OKC in the next six games. This is the I feel like this is the big test for Udoka, and I love it. You're heading yeah. into the stretch with a very young roster. Uh, you've got an incredibly bipolar uh, young potential star in Jalen Green who shows up and then disappears. And you've, you've, uh, yeah, this is where I'm, I'm, I'm expecting great things out of Udoka. Like, it's just a, a last push he, of, of, of prosperity and promise. He said after the game, because they started off so bad yesterday, they were down 46-23 yeah. in the first half yesterday. He's like, maybe I just need to find the five most competitive guys and put them out there to start the game. <laughs> you know, then we won't get off to these oh, crappy yeah, like, starts. Yeah, your starters are kind of, uh, <laughs> if you can't rely on your starters, why yeah. are you my starter? Yeah. Um, someone said there's no spoiler alerts about documentaries. Here's the thing. This is not a documentary It's uh, that Seth is watching. It's a... It's a it's a feature it's a film. It's a movie yeah. about a family based on the Von Erich, but it's not like a story I know or anything. It's not like the Von Erichs yeah. are you know. It's not a, a story about Teddy Roosevelt. That was me uh, assuming you, know? you knew more about the Von Erichs than you did. Yeah. And, I, and you're right. I should have noticed that you didn't even know their name 15 seconds before that. And that I had also <laughs> told you uh, that I was at a point in the movie when that character was very much alive. That's what I had told yeah. you. You said, "Where are you in yeah, the movie?" Yeah. Um, that yeah. that point in the movie yeah. where this one yeah. character is I've, very much alive. Yeah, that's yeah. when he was. Yeah, when they're pushing him. Yep, yep, yep. I messed up big time. <laughs> All right, Payne and Pendergast with you on a uh, on a Thursday. Um, someone says, "Q Sean's exit music." <laughs> <laughs> All right, MVP odds are out for 2024 in the NFL. Normally, this is something I'd look at and get excited. I'm looking at it, and I'm getting a little frightened, and I'll explain why coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 